Hello everyone and welcome back again to another episode of the Boosting Chains podcast. I'm your host Cedric and in today's episode I get the chance to sit down and speak to someone who is truly truly passionate about fitness and not just passionate but also has a reason and has a purpose for uh, being in the fitness industry. Now this is a person that I've been following for quite some time now. Um, I, I met him back in 2015, 2016 and been following his journey ever since. Um, the person that I'm sitting down with, his name is um, Sporty. You can look him up on Instagram at ifbbpro underscore sporty. Once again, it's ifbbpro underscore sporty. Uh, sporty definitely has um, very, very good story to share with us. Very, very motivational. And once again, like I said, there is a big reason why he does what he does on social media. Um, and uh, I cannot wait to for you guys to hear what he has to offer. So without further ado, let's just dive right into this episode. All right, Sporty, man, I just really want to say a big thank you for, you know, sitting down with me. And uh, I know it's been some time since we, we talked about getting together. Yeah. And that's what I was telling you before, you know, ever since I started this podcast, um, you definitely one of the guys that comes to mind as to um, I need to sit down with mm-hmm. and have a chat with because, you know, I think you have a pretty interesting life. Yeah. Um, you know, you've been through some things and I just want you to to share with us, you know, people can know about you, follow your journey if they want to, uh, because I really think you definitely have something to offer to everybody. Yeah. So, uh, you know, without further ado, please go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to, to, to the listeners. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me, my boy. Um, um, my name is IFBB Pro Sporty. You know, you can call me Barry, you can call me Sporty, you know, either shoots, shoots the boat, you know, but um, a little bit about me is, um, you know, um, when I was uh, 17, 18, you know, um, I played football, I ran track, stuff like that, you know, so um, I had big dreams, I had big goals, and um, I was really good at all those things, you know, and um, it just came to a point in my life, you know, and I was in high school, you know, I had multiple friends, you know, so I went to different high schools, so I had multiple friends and different backgrounds and stuff like that, so, you know, I had friends from everywhere, so... I was the I was the type of person, you know, um <clears throat> I like to hang out with everybody, you know. I like to do everything and I was good at everything that I do. So um you know, one day in high school, you know, we had a, a championship and um later on that evening after we lost it, um I decided me and a friend decided, you know, to um just go out and have some fun and um we went out and had some fun, had a few drinks and stuff like that and not thinking nothing about it. And you know, I remember this stuff like it was yesterday. So um we went out and um, we went out, and then um, he he came out with an idea like, hey man, you know, let's go um, let's go uh, rob a house, you know. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm cool with it, you know. I'm down, you know. I'm running back, you know, start running back, and um, I'm just willing to do anything, you know, anything to you know prove my potential. So uh, we decided to go do that, and um, we ended up getting caught, you know, inside the house. Okay, so. <laughs> Before we get there, I think that's pretty interesting because mm-hmm. I know that leads to a lot of other other things, right? Yep. But tell the listeners, if I was to ask you this question, who is Sporty? Yeah. What is a simple definition you could give to my listeners about uh, who you are? Uh, simple, just keep it simple. I'm a testimony. Um, I'm a man of God. You know, I'm just a person that 
that loves the to, to maximize his potential. That's who Sporty is to me, you know. So, um, you know, he used to be this young lost kid, but now I'm just more of, you know, this guy that just wants to accomplish everything that they said that I couldn't accomplish. Mm. So that's who I pretty much think that Sporty is to me. Okay. <clears throat> awesome, man. That's that's such a great answer. So a little bit about your background before we go back to the story that, you know, you were telling in the beginning. So are you originally from Georgia or, you know, did your family move out here or? Um, well, I'm originally from New Orleans, Louisiana. Okay. Uh, me and my family moved out here in 2006, right after Katrina. Mm-hmm. So um, I was young. I was about 13, 14 years old when I came out here, you know. So I was pretty much a little kid. And um, we decided, you know, Georgia was the best place for me to play football and for my brothers and my only sister to know um, to get a career, you know, because back in New Orleans, you know, it's not too much out there that you can do unless you fall into a gang or, you know, you fall into something different. So, yeah, pretty much I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. Awesome. <clears throat> OK, so Sporty, um, <clears throat> I remember meeting you, of course. I, I think the first time I met you was back in. 2016 mm-hmm. over at Lee, um, not Lee Haney, um, House of Pain. Yeah, uh, I think we're all, all out there for uh, for posing class. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, of course, the moment I saw you, I was like, man, this guy, he has a, a deep passion for fitness, and he's he's out here putting in work. Um, yeah. I really didn't know much about you other than I'm just here to pose, and you know, he's here to pose as well. But yeah. I could tell there was <clears throat> something special. Uh, you were different, yeah. right? Now let's go back to your background. You know, you were talking about your 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 high school um, football player, star player, of course. Um, and you mentioned to us that you know you went to a party, had a few drinks. A friend of yours said, "Hey, let's go do this. Let's go rob a house." And you're like, "All right, cool. I'm down." So uh, continue from that that story and how that. I guess we're gonna get to it. How that kind of changed your life, or you know. Um. Well, to continue into that, you know, we ended up getting caught, you know, so um, I ended up confessing to everything, you know, um, just to let that out. You know, my friend was Caucasian and, you know, of course, I'm African-American, you know, standing in Gwinnett County. So, you know, it's, you know, the odds are different on that, that part, you know, so, you know, no names to be brought up. But, um, you know, he got no time and I caught all the time, you know, so. uh but it was cool, you know, because like I say, I was the man and I was the kid that felt like I can do anything. So, you know, I got caught. So I owned it up. So I did my time, you know, and, you know, by me doing all that time, you know, I was in and out, in and out, trapped in the system. So I couldn't do anything. You know, my mom had an aneurysm. My dad was in prison. You know, my older brother and my younger sister, we was all spread it out. So it was nothing, you know, there was no one that was really here that can help me, you know, because, you know, my family, which stays in New Orleans. You know, they all stayed out there and we was the only ones down here. So I was pretty much trapped in the system by myself, not knowing what to do, but just surviving. So um, it just, you know, it just made me see things differently and it made me see things clearly, you know, throughout the world, throughout people and throughout, you know, the system, the way it can um, do it to you, you know. Okay. But the thing about it is, you know, when I talk about the system, it's not that um, I'm down in the system or I'm saying, oh, the system messed my life up because whatever you do to get in the system is a choice you know so i made a choice so i had to deal with the system you know either if it's being trapped in the system if it's black and white at the end of the day i made the choice so at the end of the day it taught me how to make the right choices how to deal with my consequences and you know it just made me into a stronger and a 
a warrior, you know, I got this shield up, you know, I fell in, I was by myself, you know, I was by myself for a long time, you know, in and out, in and out, you know, just by myself, homeless. So let's, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about, about, about that, right? Mm-hmm. So after you got out, you said every time and you got out, mm-hmm. did you go back to those same habits of, let's say, crime or, you know, mm-hmm. robbing, however, however you want to call it? Like, how was that? Well, I'm not going to say that I just like, I went back into it, but I had no choice but to fall back into it because when I got out, like I said, mom had an aneurysm, dad was in prison, families in New Orleans, so I was homeless when I got out, you know? So I just decided, you know, when I got out to join the military, you know, to volunteer to join the military. So I've, you know, I called my grandma, you know, from Louisiana, which her name is Martha Ray Irvin, you know? And I decided to join that military school. So I, um, I went there for a year. I graduated, and as I was going into boot camp, um, the system was waiting for me again, you know, because I um, I missed court throughout the um, throughout the year. So, you know, and I got that wasn't an excuse, like, you know, because you're in military school, which is a good thing. Yes, for you to miss court, is it is that not like can the courts or the authority not look at it and say, okay, we'll give him a pass because he was doing this or doing that, and. Well, I thought they'll see it that way, mm-hmm. but uh, of course the army and the, everybody else seen it that way. Like my chief, I graduated number one at the military school out of like 500 cadets. So when I graduated and the cops was waiting for me, everyone came down to the courthouse, you know, saying like this kid's this, this kid's that, you know, he's changed, you know, this is what he could do. So, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, you do the crime, you pay the time. So I missed court and they said I had to finish my time. So I got out the school as I graduated and I went back to jail. And I went in and out at least about four or five times. So how old were you when you were experiencing all of this? Oh, I was 18. Wow. Yeah, I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And then it just carried on throughout my 20s. Wow. Yeah. So um, let me ask you this. When I met you at Madhouse, uh, this was roughly about maybe six years ago, yeah. roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, I said Madhouse. When I met you at uh, House of Pain. House of Pain. Uh, how, what kind of life were you going through, or what, hmm. what, 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 what stage of of life were you at that point? Had where was the, all that um going in and out over, or you were still facing some of that challenges? Um, I was pretty much done with my time at that time, mm-hmm. but I was on the street homeless when you met me. Mm. Yeah, so I was just learning about bodybuilding and trying to fall into that sport because when I was incarcerated. Um, a guy named Blake Franklin, you know, my detail officer, who I still talk to to this day, he introduced me to bodybuilding. Okay, like, that was going to be my next question for you. Like, yeah. how did you get into bodybuilding? But, yeah. but as, you, as you were talking about this, let's go on. With yeah, that. he um, he took me into a small room. I'm 18 years old. And he said, hey, come see this video. You know, you, you do a lot of push-ups in your room and stuff. Come see this video. So I seen Rich Piana, and I just seen him with the tattoos, driving in dope cars, and he was big. And I'm just like, damn, I want to do something like that, you know, because I couldn't play football no more. I couldn't run track. And I could have went back to the military, but it was just – too far away at that point mm. so um and i was a convicted felony mm. so um I, i'm gonna do that when i get out i'm gonna do that and of course you know a thousand kids tell them that all the time you know so um when i got out i just straight tried to pursue that you know i just tried to figure it out i tried to learn about it and i just i fell into it you know so that's pretty much how i learned about bodybuilding you know but that got that man saved my life wow. yeah. that man saved me yeah man that's that's awesome so of course, now you're still here doing bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. You know, you're enjoying the sport. And I always say this. I said, I always say 
no matter you know i've been to a bunch of different gyms i've met a bunch of different people and i always say of course sporty is the hardest working man in the gym i don't care he might not be the biggest biggest guy that i've seen right he might not be the guy out there lifting the heaviest weight but he's the most hard-working guy in the gym okay so i want to ask you this though like you have told us about how you got into fitness um currently what does fitness mean to you what does competing mean to you what does being a bodybuilder mean to you uh i'm glad you asked that um what it means to me is 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 more of a purpose you know like i tell people i walk in the gym with a purpose i do bodybuilding for a purpose you remember i told you i learned about just in prison mm. you know so this was the only thing i had you know to to latch on to to do inside that inside that incarceration so um that pretty much how i you know i I, I take it and I um I look at it. It's a it's a purpose. I go in the gym. It's for a purpose. Or do you want to go back to jail? Or do you want to be a champion and lift these weights? You know, you can't go in there and slack and talk around and try to meet friends and do all this stuff. You know, every every time I pick up a weight is to be a champion. You know, that's why I won two overalls, turned pro in one year. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's for a purpose. It's not to be better than you. It's not to be better than anybody. Mm-hmm. It's not to say, oh, look a sporty. You know, everything I do, I'm a book. You know, I'm a testimony and I'm a book. And every time I'm lifting weights and I'm going through all that pain and stuff like that, I'm thinking I'm in my cell. You know, I'm thinking that I'm going through all that stuff again. So mm. that's what it is for me. It's just it's just the purpose. You know, it's me getting to something that I promise God. I promise all the guys in prison. I promise all the kids in the military school that I would do. Mm. And I'm doing it, you know, and, you know, people will hate you for doing what you love to do and it's just what I love to do because this saved my life That's you know right. bodybuilding saved my life is it's, it's not just a sport for me it's not fun for me it's a purpose for right. me you know so that's why I tell people you know you just gotta look at it different don't look at no one else because everyone's doing it for a different reason you know and that's my reason that's right mm-hmm. man um, very glad you brought that up or you actually made that that not even a comment but what you just talked about is you know, and, and being at Madhouse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if people, my listeners, if you don't know what Madhouse is, it's, I would say, one of the best bodybuilding gyms here in Atlanta. Definitely. They have every machine, every equipment, whatever it is that you need, yes. <laughs> they have, okay? Of course, they all offer, like, personal training services and all, a bunch of other stuff. Um, but whenever I go to that gym, I try my best not to talk to people as much as I can. I yeah. mean, of course, if I know you, if I see Sporty, if I see Corey, if I see whoever, I'll say hi. I'll try to talk to them, right? Yeah. But I try not to keep that conversation too long because people are really there to, for for work. This is yes. this is this is a full time job for other for people. Oh yeah. So when they in there and they're trying to get their sets in and their reps in or whatever, you know, you talk to them very little. You know, try to be friendly or yes. whatever. But you just have to move on because there's no game for them. Exactly. This is not. Planet Fitness or LA Fitness where you can go make contacts and socialize, right? People are there to work. So, you know, for people that maybe go to these gyms and think, oh man, this guy is stuck up or this girl is stuck up, nope. And 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 I'll give you another example. When I see Sid in the gym, Sid is a good friend of mine, but that's not the place to be be socialized. Exactly. I just say, hey, Sid, uh, how you doing? And just keep it moving because mm-hmm. she's there to work. And she's walking straight forward, looking she's straight there to forward. Work. Yes. She's not mean or nothing. This is a job. Yeah, you feel me? So, um, you know, just wanted people to understand that that's not 
who those people are like when you know they're stuck up and they think they look good or whatever if you catch them outside or you catch them at the end of their workout they'll stand there and talk to you for for however long you want to talk yeah okay Mm -hmm. so um the next thing i want to get into is uh, of course right now you're you're uh prepping for um classic right Mm -hmm. um how did that come about because of course when i met you you were doing men's physique and for of course my audience that doesn't mm-hmm. know what men's physique is well they, it, it all started out as it's a it's a show for um of course guys to um look like a beach body type of look yes um just look good not too muscular like yes. a attainable achievable look but of course now it's definitely not like that but anyway what made you transition from men's physique to that classic physique uh, so I did men's physique three years, just so you know. Um, that was the first thing I seen was men's physique, you know. So I'm like, and if you look at it, men's physique, classic physique, you know, and then bodybuilding. So it all goes by steps. And you I know? think when you when you started, there was no classic though. Yeah, it wasn't no classic. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It was just the, uh, men's physique and bodybuilding. But I looked at it as like, okay, I seen Jeremy Budetta, you know, he was one of my inspirations. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of other guys too, like that. You know, so um. I just I, I jumped into men's physique, you know, so you think that's what the starters will do is just jump into men's physique just to get the test the waters. So I ended up doing it, you know, and I never won. You know, I never won in men's physique. I just kept doing it and I kept minimizing my potential to get better and better like these other guys I kept seeing on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. So um, I was with. I was with multiple coaches. Uh, my first coach name was Kansas. I can't remember her last name, but she seen me in the gym. This was like straight off the streets. Like I'm straight off the street. She said, hey, he has potential to do, you know, a men's physique show. You should do it. So this was the next day. I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it, you know? So I'm like, I'll do it, you know? So I just jumped into it, you know? Of course I placed like for it, you know? And I just fell in love with, you know, men's physique. So I just continue to do it, continue to do it. And I was doing it to the best. Cause remember I said it was a purpose. Yeah. So I just kept doing it. As I more I lost, the more I kept saying, I can beat these guys. I can look like these guys, you know? So I just kept doing it. Uh, within three years past, I'm getting lower and lower in my placing. So the judges is like, um, you know, you're getting too big. You know, you, you're just growing, you know. So I'm just like, ah, I'm standing men's physique, you know. I'm, I'm going to get this right, you know. I'm going to get it. So um, I ended up uh, meeting a coach named um, Lord Herford. You know, he's at Rawhide's Performance. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, hey, come to just, let's, let's do class physique. Let's do it, you know. And then my my uh, my friends, like my uh, ex-coach Mitch prior, uh, Mitch Priest, he used to always say, hey, get in, get in class. Get in class. Your legs look okay. You know, they weren't big, but they was okay. Mm-hmm. He was like, just get in it. So I'm like, nah, man, I'm just going to do men's physique. Like, I'm going to stick to my purpose, yeah. you know? So I ended up meeting Lloyd, and um, he said, we're going to do classic. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I ended up jumping straight out of men's physique into classic at the Lee Haney, and I won overall. So I'm just like, oh, okay, maybe there is some potential. Right, because like you said, when you did men's physique, physique all these years you had never won a show i never won a show yeah yeah i never won so i ended up winning that overall so that just opened it up from right there you know ended up doing that and then that same year like all this was in the same year you know at men's physique i won the overall classic i went to nationals and i placed ninth so mm. that's how i knew my potential at classic right there you had know? you have you uh had you ever done a men's physique national show uh no i never did a men's physique national show i never made it past Freaking third place, yeah, bro. Then, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I just never made it past that place. So, I was just, you know, of course I'm a winner. So, I just say, you know what? I got that overall. I'm standing classic. And that's when I just decided, you know, to just run off a of classic. And it just took off from there. Mm. 
Mm. It's just taking off, you know. So I'm so, gonna maximize that. Yeah. So now, um, of course, if you look him up on Instagram, IFBB Pro, meaning he's got his pro card, he's qualified. And how was that feeling when you mm. got your pro card? How how did that feel? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that was crazy. Um, so when I uh, got my pro card, um, I played second when I got my pro card, you know, even though I, I put the effort in the place first, you know, what was your, uh, your weight? Oh, I was 180. Okay. That was 180. And I ended up placing second and, um, I'm on a stage. If you look at the videos, you'll see it in my face. I didn't smile. I didn't even know I was a pro at that time. You know, I was on a stage like, Hey guys, welcome you to the pro leagues, the top two up there. I didn't even know I was pro. Like I'm just mad. Cause all I heard was second place. All I just heard. Cause I remember it's for a purpose to win everything. So I heard second, and I was just depressed. But, you know, um, I got my fiance, you know, uh, Jessica Yoakum, you know, she's always there, you know, every step of the way, pushing me, holding my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm down, down myself, she's always there lifting me up. So um, I played second and um, we ended up driving home. We ended up driving home and then something just hit me because I'm just like, what was the purpose? What was the purpose of placing second? You know, there's no purpose in that. And I'm literally, dude, I'm mad. I'm like, so how was it for you? Because I know usually after these shows, you have to go out and take these photos for the NPC magazine and things like that. Like, yeah. How did that feel? Was that did that not feel right because you came in second place? Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't go take any pictures and stuff. I didn't like I said, I didn't know I was a pro. I didn't know I was a pro, and I didn't go take no pictures. I left right after I got my medal. Yeah. So once I got my medal, I left. I hit the road, you know, to go back home to Atlanta. And that's when it hit me, when I hit the road. Because I was like, I just kept, I kept praying. I'm driving. I'm praying. I'm mad. My girl is trying to calm me down. I'm like, what was the purpose? I'm trying to figure out what was the purpose. And all of a sudden, out the bloom, within an hour within a drive, my phone blows up. Like, it blows up. Like, it blows up. So I pick up my phone, and there's over 2,000 messages and likes and followers, people saying that, like, like you did your thing, like, like you changed my life, and that was the purpose, you know, the second place. God didn't give me first, but he gave me second, but I got to reach an audience, and I got to reach so many people, and that was the purpose for me, you know, I just wanted to reach, I wanted people to see me, because I said, I did everything for a purpose and for, like, attention, you know, mm-hmm. so, because I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. So my goal was to just make everybody see me, and not just see me as a superstar or see me as sporty, but see what I've been through. Mm. And that's what I wanted people to see at that show, what I've been through, you know, because I'm a book, like I told you. So the phone blew up. I'm looking, I'm reading. And next thing you know, I just start crying. I'm crying. You know, I catch chills everywhere. And it's just right there. I knew what, what the purpose. I just knew what the, what the purpose was for. <clears throat> so that's pretty much um how, you your know, national, your national yeah. story. Okay, yeah. so this was twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. This was twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, right before we got into COVID. Yeah, right before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, currently, what is what is the goal for you? Like, uh, you know, of course, you've turned pro. Um, you know, for some people, turning pro is good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, they set a goal. Like, okay. You know, I'm going to compete, I'm going to turn pro, and I fulfilled my purpose. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Mm-hmm. And for some people, it's just, I just want to train, yeah. get into a show, just do a show. I don't even care about the placement. Yeah. And that's that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. What about Sporty? What's, what's going on with you? What's the next step for you? Okay, my steps was the one overall. I won overall. You know, my steps was to do class physique. I did class physique. 
The steps was to turn pro, I turned pro. My steps is just to make it to the Olympia. That's the dream, just to make it to the Olympia. And anything after that is history. You know, that's what extra that I want to do. But my goal is definitely, and I will win the Olympia one day. Mm. You know, that's my goals, you know. So I'm, I'm on a range of accomplished the goal. This show, Savannah Pro, which I'm going to be doing in nine weeks, this is the biggest show of my career, the biggest show of my life. So I win this, I go to the Olympia next year. The mm. dream is accomplished. Mm. You know, so anything after that is just, you know, extra that I want for myself. That's right. I'm doing what God giving, gave me the plan, the blueprint to do. So I'm doing his work as of right now. Mm. You know, so anything after that, he said you can have. Mm. So that's my, my goals. Man, this is good stuff, man. Um, And you probably already talked about this, but on my notes here, I wrote, what motivates Sporty? Um, I know you already talked about it, but give us a brief summary of what keeps you going day in and day out. That's a good one, too. Uh, what keeps me going, there's a lot of times where I cannot get motivated, you know? But by me, what keeps me motivated is the pain, everything that I've been through. You know, if, if I lose track of me being in a cell, you know, of me homeless, of me, you know, just not doing those things... I feel like I have no more motivation to keep going, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what motivates me, my pain, my past, you know, my fiance to give her anything she wants, to get my mom, my grandma, everything they want. You know, that's what motivates me, my family, my friends, you know, my uh, my supporters. You know, everyone motivates me. You know, my pictures on IG motivates me. Mm. I look at my pictures more than anything on the freaking phone like mm. i'm always on my ig scrolling scrolling scroll looking at my stuff my videos that's why i shoot videos so much so i can look at my videos self-motivation that's what motivates me you know so that's pretty much it you know god gave me the strength and the wisdom to to keep going you know to keep those things in a box inside my head you know that's why people always say hey sporty like how you just go in and be small like that i'm like it's a switch you know mm. i'm always walking around with with that anger, with that pain inside me as a little kid, you know, until the dream is accomplished. Got you, man. <clears throat> Thank you for that, man. Um, you know, the next question here is, and you just mentioned it, your social media, right? Yes. Of course, I follow you. Um, I have a bunch of other friends that follow you. And we see Sporty is hella active on social media. Yes. Posting, 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 whatever he can post. Mm -hmm. How, like, where does that come from? Like, and why why mm -hmm. do you do that? I know you probably just mm -hmm. said it, but why do you post so many times? You yes. probably have people told you, "Dang, sport, you need to calm down." Always, okay. always. So t talk to talk to a listeners or talk mm -hmm. to people about why you do that. Okay, first of all, your IG is your IG. <laughs> your you cell phone is your cell yeah. phone. You know, so if anyone. Like, that's like you talking to me right now. I yeah. could be like, hey, why you ask me that question? Yeah. You know, I can't put myself in your footsteps or I didn't step out of my lane. So I'm not even focused no more because right. I'm focused on you. That's right. So if I'm just focused on myself, posting myself every day, trying to reach, I'm posting myself for my motivation and to reach other people. It's people up all the time. You can't just look at Georgia and say, well, people sleep. Why are you posting? Bro, you got people from across the country. Mm -hmm. You got people from different states. You want people to always see your content flowing on their pages. No matter, don't it don't matter how many times you post. That's your stuff. You can post what you want to do, you know? So if anyone else is focused on what you're posting, it's because they're not focused. It's because they you got something that they want, you know? It's something that they're jealous of or it's something that they're envy of. For them to tell you, hey, stop posting so much. Who are you? Are you God to tell me to stop posting? You can't do that. 
you know? So that's like me telling you don't post once a week. Mm -hmm. Just don't post at mm -hmm. all. You know, that's, that's selfish, that's you know? Right. So that's why I try to, you know, I post and I will post because mm -hmm. the more I post, the more I'm going to reach. You reach. I reach out yeah, to people. Yeah, yeah. All right. Now, um, a few more things I want us to discuss. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's talk about your relationship, right? Mm -hmm. um, how did you meet Jessica, your fiance? Mm -hmm. um, what does she mean to you? And, um, you know, just tell us a little bit about, uh, about relationships and everybody's relationship is different, yeah. right? But I just want you to tell us, and of course she's going to be listening, like, you know, what she means to you and how that even came about. Um, oh, yeah, she know I'll keep it real always. <laughs> uh, well, me and my girl, we met uh, three, four years ago, and um, we both was on our downfall, you know. Um, she's always been a successful, smart girl, you know, um, and I always been a hustler. You know, we came from two different backgrounds, you know. Um, so um, one day I was just going on IG one day and I was just scrolling, just scrolling. <laughs> And I said, damn, this little white girl, you know, she's she's pretty, you know, yeah. she's pretty. She wouldn't fit. My girl wouldn't fit at all. You know, she just got fit. Was she, she wasn't into fitness when you were. No, she was into working out, but she like, she never had that push or that, that chance to even try to get to the level where she wanted to be, which, you know, how she looks now. That's right. You know, it was just cause it was, like I said, we was both on our downfall, you know? So I was pretty much homeless and, um, you know, she was working for Atlanta Falcons and I just hit her up one day on IG. We was just cool. And I met her the same day now. This is just one day. And um, I was, like I said, I was losing. I was homeless and stuff like that. So I texted her. And I'm like, just tell me anything. You know, just tell me anything. I got my dog with me. And I don't know what to do. She like, just come over. You know, just come chill. Come over. And from there, I never left. You know, I never left. She took care of me. She took me in. She fed me. Um, she just showed me what a female can do for me, you know. So, and she, she trusted me and she accepted where I came from. And that's the hardest thing that was for me is for people to accept where I came from, you know, because, you know, it's trauma. It's not just me. It's tons of people that's going through crazy stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's trauma, you know? So she accepted my trauma and I love her forever for that. So that's why I told her, you know, whatever I do is for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I do everything to make her happy, to keep mm -hmm. her smiling. That's why I call her queen. I, I try to give her flowers. You know, I try to do what I need to do as a man to make her happy, you know, and, you know, it's not perfect, you know, nothing's perfect. That's one thing, you know, love is not perfect, you know, but love is sticking in it. Mm. Love is not sex. Love is not looks. Love is, can you deal with me? Mm -hmm. Can I deal with you? Can I deal with your past? Can you deal with my past? Are we going to stay there with each other? And you no, know, things are rocky, you know, but at the end of the day, we love each other and that's yeah. what's love. So awesome, man. That's, that's a good one. All right, so most importantly, Sporty, mm -hmm. is um, I want us to, I want you to tell the audience what your relationship with God mm. means, right? Um, and the reason why I say that, or why do I even know that, is of course you post a lot, right? You post a lot, and every time that you post, let's say if you post ten pictures a day or yeah. whatever, out of that ten, you see at least seven that yes. that's saying something about God, yeah. right? So how did that come about? Because somebody that has been through, you know, like you said, you've been through jail multiple times in and out. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to just not believe mm -hmm. in, in, in the Supreme being or God or whatever. Yeah. But tell us about, about that. And yeah. First of all, if you're, if you're stuck in a box in a cage with no rights and no lights, you ain't got nobody else to fall back on, but yourself and whoever's there with you and who's will be there with you has got, mm. you know, that's the only person you could fall. And like I said, I do what I do every day, like posted 10 pictures and, 
stuff like that every day just because I'm on God's blueprint. I'm not on my blueprint, mm. you know? So I'm posting everything God told me to do, you know? So he told me reach out. He took me out so I can reach out to people. So if I, you know, if I uh, slay past what it, he told me to do, he can take everything away from me. So that's why I try to get people to really believe that like God is real, you know? Cause oh, I can still be sitting in prison, you know? I can still be in the gangs or on the streets right now, but no, he literally actually took me out of that. And I, you know, I experienced that him, him taking me out of that and talking to me and being around me and telling me, giving me these little signs of this is what I'm going to do for you, but I need you to do this, but I need you to do this for me. And that's what I'm doing for him, you know? So that's why I'm posting and trying to get people to come closer to him to realize like, it's not it's it's not people that can save you. People can't save you. People can't make you happy. The only person who can make you happy is God and mm. yourself. Mm. So once you get connected with God and once you figure out yourself with God, man, everything is beautiful at the end, you know? So that's why I do what I do, you know? Because I just, it's beautiful at the end, you know? You see my house, you see my dogs, you see my family, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, everything's just beautiful if you stay on that track, you stay on his blueprint. Okay. Man, thanks for that, man. And uh, Sporty, to close this off, mm -hmm. I just want you to pretty much, um, you know, for anybody that's listening, anybody going through some hardship or, you know, even want to get into fitness, yeah. um, what would be your advice for them? Uh, my advice for anybody that's going through that, going through hardship first is um, just know it's going to be okay. Hardship is beautiful pain is beautiful you know at the end of all that hardship like when things get extreme it's in the bible you know he's not gonna put too much on you you can't handle he'll give you a lot to where you break and then once you break boom it gets beautiful at the end that's why you see when you go through situations everything at the end of it you be like okay damn it's over you know it's over because that guy won't put he just teaches you lessons you know so for anybody that's going through that type of stuff don't be scared to pray don't be scared to talk about it don't be scared to talk about your story because when you talk about your story, you can help someone else with their life, you know? So that's why I tell people, it's not about me being harder than you or, oh, Sporty did this, Sporty was in the streets, Sporty was locked. No, it's not about that. It's mm -hmm. about me trying to use my story so you can get your story out there to help people. And for people that's trying to get into fitness, just do it for a purpose, mm -hmm. for a purpose. That says nothing else, nothing more, nothing lesser than that. If you don't do it for a purpose, you're just doing it. That's right. That's it. So that's why I tell people. Awesome. All right, man, Sporty, I really want to say a big thank you for, you know, allowing me into your home, having to sit down and sharing your story. You know, I know there's probably a lot more that you could tell others, but this is good. This is really, really good. And as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, the reason why I wanted to sit down with you is because, you know, of course, I've had some talks with you, but whenever I go to the gym and I see you, I see you as the hardest working man in the gym and not to discredit anybody out there doing your thing, but that's what I see. Right. Um, like I said, you might not be the, the, the biggest guy at Madhouse. Right. But you I see your dedication. I see the passion that you have for the fitness. And now I even more so understand why you do what you do in the gym. Yeah. So if, you, if I see you in the gym and I don't talk to you, <laughs> nah, you talk it ain't to because you, I don't like you or that is yeah. because I know you, you, you working, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, once again, man, just thank you so much for, um, for, for coming on this podcast. Yes. Um, and if anybody actually before, and I think I'm gonna put this in the beginning of this episode, before anybody listens to this podcast, go look up IFBB pro underscore sporty. Yes. Look him up. Look at his pictures. Look at his um 
his uh, his comments. Oh, I'm sorry. Look at his um his comments on his pictures, what he's talking about, the things that he's doing, and come listen to this episode because this guy definitely has a lot to offer. And um, we're going. This is just the beginning, okay? He just stepped in the pro league and he's about to do some wonderful things, okay? So uh, keep an eye out for Sporty. Follow him. Um, is there any other uh, social media? Um, avenues that people can follow you on, or it's mostly Instagram. Uh, I have Instagram. I have uh, Facebook. You can type in my my real name is uh, Barry Irvin. So if you type in that, uh, pop up on Facebook, and if you put it in on YouTube, Barry Irvin or AKA Sporty, I pop up at the same thing. So that's pretty much it. All right, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And um, I'll catch you on the next one. Bye bye.